0: Hello and welcome to the Yoga with Molly off the mat podcast. I'm your host, Molly, and in this podcast, we talk all things yoga and life off of the mat. Let's get started. Hi again, friends. I think today is going to be a pretty short episode because I had actually planned to do something completely different. I was going to sit down. And do some studying. I shared in the podcast last week that at the moment I am learning Tamil, which I'm really enjoying. So, my husband and my son just popped out for a walk, a little bit of fresh air, and I thought, let me do some Tamil homework. And then I saw in my calendar I had planned to podcast today. And it is infinitely easier to do that um, when there is no one in the house. And do Tamil later when let's be real things can get chaotic last night was a particularly chaotic night my son is teething at the moment and you know I'm learning on the job but I guess that's just part of being a baby (laughs) in the sense that it's not like a one-time thing or even a one-day thing just babies are teething for what feels like years so they're always uncomfortable and in pain um it's really really tough first they're like they're getting used to digesting milk and that can make them really uncomfortable in their digestive tract when they're very little and as they prepare to start solids their you know teeth are breaking through and that's really uncomfortable and (sighs) it's not easy being a baby Plus, you're dealing with all of these new sensations and feelings and taking in and learning so much. And, yeah, it's it's not easy. Um, they need all of the love and snuggles that they can get. And last night was one such night. My son woke us up at 2 a.m. with what I can best describe as sleep screaming. He just was screaming in his sleep, inconsolable, didn't want to eat, didn't want to snuggle, didn't want for anything. Um, in the end, we had to give him a little bit of um, medicinal remedy for his ails, um, And that settled him within kind of 10 to 15 minutes. And he went back to sleep and had a nice sleep and has been okay for the most part today. But um, yeah, it was a lot. And me and my husband are both a little bit sleepy today. But I've managed to have a good Sunday. I had a friend come and visit us, which was so lovely. And then after that, I went for a run after I had kind of taken a break again for a while because my pelvic girdle pain was back. (laughs) And I thought maybe, maybe my body needs a bit more rest. So it was the first time I'd been for a run in a couple of months. And it was really nice, although my appetite today has been wild and unstructured. Um, I know last week I talked a little bit about my relationship with food and eating and keeping an eye on that. I don't know where my voracious hunger fits into it today, but it's been a bit of a write off. (laughs) Overall, I'm feeling really good, though, and I think if you're eating because you're hungry and, you know, um, you're... uh, you're enjoying life uh you can't be in too bad of a place can you um all right anyway before we go down a rabbit hole on that let's chat a bit about yoga before I have to get back to you know mom stuff One of the conversations that I had with my friend earlier today was, I guess, about the mind-body connect. Um, One thing, we we were both talking about examples in our lives where we had been presenting with a host of very real physical symptoms, um but upon kind of medical investigation there was nothing physically wrong <laughs> with either one of us um i'll give some examples from my own life so in my early 20s i every morning when i would get on the train to get to work would have like debilitating um nausea and vertigo and it would last for a few hours and I was convinced that I had some kind of motion sickness or maybe some inner ear, something weird going on, just something about me traveling. Um, anyway, long story short, after I had um, exhausted a lot of you know, physical possibilities, I ended up going to see a mental health professional and said, well, if you can't find anything physically wrong, maybe this is something that is created in the mind. And after a couple of sessions, um, the symptoms went away and this blew my mind. <laughs> it totally blew my mind. Um, very, uh, similarly, I guess I had, um, I'm trying to think the best example <sighs> And sorry for my yawning. You guys heard my story earlier. I was up last night. Um I had something happen to me um three years ago. Um I was assaulted. Um I won't go into details of the assault, so there's a trigger warning with a little T. <laughs> um, but I was assaulted and I didn't feel in, immediately like it had affected me that much. Um, it wasn't until a few months later that the I, I had real mental health difficulties that came um, off, off the back of that and I got really good support and, and made a full full recovery. Um, but in the immediate month afterwards, I had all of these weird physical symptoms. I had kind of, um, I don't even know what it was, like my scalp, Became red and inflamed, and I I just had all of these other like issues with my skin or my hair, or you know, all kinds of stuff. Where all of a sudden I just go, Oh gosh, like it just feels like my body's getting sick everywhere. Um, and even most recently, I can't remember if I shared this on the podcast, but I'd been having a particularly hard time of it when my son started weaning. I know I said, you know, I'd taken a bit of a hiatus from posting full stop because I had felt so busy, so flat out with the new step up in, I guess, things to do each day. <laughs> you're always adding more plates <laughs> to the ever-growing list, the ever-growing stack of things that you're juggling um, as a mum. And I found that I found that such a big jump. Um, but I felt self-conscious that I found it a big jump. I just, to me, it didn't sound like it should be you know like you know you offer your baby some puree for breakfast lunch and dinner same time that you would be making stuff for yourself it just it didn't sound like a big deal um to me and i i guess i felt a kind of weird by how f- by how hard i was finding that extra responsibility um you know uh when when we started weaning him and i i developed uh shingles which if you're unfamiliar, that's the adult version of chickenpox. And the reason I say developed rather than caught is because I did have chickenpox as a child. And when I spoke to my doctor, they said, well, actually, sometimes if your immune system is compromised due to extreme stress, um, it can reemerge. It's rare and usually happens in, in uh, older individuals, but it can happen. And she said, you know, are you feeling stressed? I just laughed and I said, well, I haven't slept in six months. So, uh, yeah, I guess I am pretty stressed. (laughs) Um, Anyway, long story short, um, the reason that I bring all of this up is, you know, I I guess prior to some of this stuff happening to me, um, I, I didn't really appreciate... Uh, especially when I was learning about the human body and the mind, you know, in school, I suppose, how powerful that connection was. And when you think about it, it makes sense. Sometimes when we're nervous, we feel sick to our stomachs or we get butterflies in our stomach. And that relationship between the mind gut in particular, but mind body is so incredibly strong. In fact, my doctor said to me when she was commenting on the shingles, she goes, hmm, shingles in someone like you is your body trying to send you a pretty strong message and again I just laughed and I said yep message received (laughs) loud and clear thank you body Um, and I think I saw someone posting about this on socials the other day as well saying you know you need to make sure that you plan to rest because if you don't Your body will force you to take a break and it might not come at convenient time, Um, which I thought was a nice flowery way of describing a pretty serious outcome for you (laughs) Um, in the form of a breakdown of some sort or illness of of some sort. Um, Anyway, my friend and I were having kind of a conversation on that topic today. And I've been thinking about it ever since from the point of view of a yoga teacher, because I don't know if you've ever had this at the starts of a class. A yoga teacher will say, "You know, is is anyone kind of nurturing any, any physical ailments or anything like that that I need to be aware of? Pregnancies, injuries, anything of, of the sort." And, um, you know, sometimes uh, someone will volunteer information that is, um, very anatomical, i.e. I have a sore foot today, so I won't be doing this or I won't be doing that. And then other times I find people often use that moment almost like a little consult, like, "Mm, I generally, I'm not feeling good in my back or I'm generally not feeling good here. I'm generally not feeling there. And um, I've always been interested, you know, to hear the yoga teacher's response, because some people are very anatomical. I find they'll say, oh, that's a This, that, and the other, and here and there. And if you just simply twist to the left three times in the evening, then then the problem should resolve itself. And um, you know, I what I find interesting, and you know, maybe it isn't the time or the place at the start of yoga class, is you the responses always tend to be very physical in nature. And what I think is so wonderful about yoga is there is this opportunity to truly blend. You know, nurturing of the mind and the body in a way that I I do think that our medical system is getting much better. Um, I mean, case in point, when I went to see my GP, immediately, you know, the conversation was, "Oh yes, you know, you have you have shingles, which is is physically painful and uncomfortable." But immediately, it turned into a conversation about my emotional and my mental health, um, and in, increasingly, I'm finding that that is becoming better within um, the National Health Service here in in the UK. Um, But, uh, you know, other times things are are overlooked. I mean, my pregnancy was a really classic example. I felt like there were so many moments where um, I felt a little bit like a lab rat. Um, People were just constantly measuring me in terms of my numbers. And I felt a little bit overlooked in terms of, you know, my heart and soul, <laughs> if I'm being honest, <laughs> which um, I don't know, when you're pregnant, it runneth over in terms of you feeling uh, emotional, or at least it, it can do. I don't mean to stigmatize anything when I say that. I'm just speaking from my own, from my own experience there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know what answers I have, or I don't have. But um you know, I, I guess the one thing that I would I would really encourage, particularly if you have something that has been ongoing for a long time and you're struggling to get answers from a physician or, you know, on paper, it looks like you're completely fine and it's not really clear. Um, I had a really good friend a long time ago who whenever she went for doctor's appointments she checked out perfect bill of health but she had this recurrent really severe um gastrointestinal issue um the specifics of of which I won't go into but it was really debilitating for her and I wonder now sometimes with hindsight you know how much of that was um you know triggered by by mental health in some capacity and Um, I'm sure you know people or may have experienced directly yourself there are you know more stories to count Um, and I do think it's maybe in an area where we can be a little bit more vigilant and mindful and proactively engage in conversations about our mental health or seek out things for our mental health. Um, Another one that I had recently I had um an episode of tinnitus ringing in the ears. Um, And uh, very long story short, (laughs) I mean, if you you want to do a whole episode on tinnitus, I will. Uh, I had something called pulsatile tinnitus in one ear, which is where there was a little bit of ringing every now and again. And typically, that form of tinnitus is actually unrelated to the anatomy of the ear. There's usually something going on behind the ear, um, and you're able to hear your pulse, hence pulsatile tinnitus in one of your ears. Um, it can be quite serious, or you know, sometimes it's it's nothing and it's temporary um, which uh, ha- happened to be the case for me um, very very fortunately but I remember even then as soon as I presented with symptoms at the doctor to say I just want to check this out it's a little bit weird it's kind of annoying um, and he immediately said you know how how is your stress and it can be aggravated by stress and it can be managed with great stress management um, and he was right um, one of the most effective things that I did that actually helped (laughs) reduce it to the point that I hardly experience it now was focusing on my stress levels, on my anxiety and managing my mental health. Um, I have stories for days and days and days, and these are just things that have happened to me, (laughs) you know? So, um, yeah, uh, possibly something to get curious about, something to explore in in yourself. And I jokingly said to my friend earlier, you know, when these things happen, it can feel, it can feel like you're trudging through mud to feel like you've got to go down the mental health avenue. Because sometimes when you're desperate and you're annoyed and you're physically uncomfortable in some capacity, I get it. Sometimes all you want is for someone to give you a quick diagnosis, a prescription and tell you that you'll be feeling better tomorrow and you can plot on with your life exactly as you had been. And, you know, deciding to, whether it's speak to a mental health professional or change your lifestyle, you know, whether it be diet or meditating or exercise, um, lifestyle interventions to improve um, physical or emotional symptoms, um, it can be a really tall order and a stressful one. And I get that, believe me. Um, but I just wanted to share yeah, a little snippet from that conversation because it really got me thinking about health again today. Um, health on all fronts. And yeah, it got me thinking about, well, how can I be a better of better service as a yoga teacher appropriately? It's not my job to diagnose anyone or be anyone's uh, therapist. Um, but I do know it is really common for people to approach their yoga teachers and say, I'm having this ongoing, you know, whatever it is, um, and no one has been able to help me. And, you know, yoga is the last resort that happens. And, you know, I think when you're supporting people, um, whether or not you're able to physically advise is, is, is one thing, but certainly something that is always within your toolkit as a yoga teacher is to support someone's mental health um, support, right? Again, you're not a therapist, but things like meditation and mindfulness are wonderful gifts that can and should be shared. Um, and you know, you never know, might make a big difference. little bit of baby chats because, well, Not that I haven't already talked about my son so much in this episode, but one of the things that I committed to doing as I set out on this season was taking inspiration from my son and the way that he plays. And one of the things that we are playing at the moment is I stack things up, um, not exactly building blocks, but you know, stuff. (laughs) And he loves to crawl towards it. He started crawling and knocking it over (laughs) he he just he loves it um I don't even know if he finds it funny but uh, he there's definitely some relationship between him knowing that he can affect things um, that he can interact with a set of objects and he can change their state of being and he seems to really love that you know he has a taste for the power and he loves it (laughs) um and Oh my goodness, you know, in terms of the inspiration that I can take from that as a yoga teacher, there is so much. There's so much from crawling, because so I can tell you something, running around after him on the floor, crawling around, oh, what it can do for the body. I think done badly. Um, I have had days where I've had such a sore lower back from constantly bending over, being up, being down, sore knees, you know... <laughs> Part of that might still be that I haven't really fully regained my my strength after pregnancy as well through my core, so I'm probably taking a bit more load through my back, uh, which is not fantastic but um I had a wonderful um this is not just my yoga teacher it's it's someone who facilitated my yoga teacher training as well, and one of the things that I loved that he did as a technique um he would bring little wooden blocks like jenga pieces and you would lay them out on your mat in a pattern of your choosing and then you would just kind of move around them almost as if you were playing twister by your by yourself he would just encourage you to just explore find different ways to hop over them crawl around them weave through them um really stimulated the mind and also the body because you were using all of these other interesting subtle uh, muscles in the body and it was also quite hard work on your major muscle groups because usually you were crawling and um you know m- moving around and doing different things so it was really hard on both the upper and lower body, I remember him saying, um, you know, just have a, a Jenga set with you. It's the cheapest and most effective gym, um, that you can think of. And yeah, it was such an awesome tool. And, um, whether you have Jenga blocks or you have, I mean, quite frankly, you could go on a walk and pick up some stones <laughs> to do this with. I mean, be cautious if you like me have young children who can crawl in the house. Cause, um, blah 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 but you know Um, and the other thing that you could do that with is you know if you have yoga blocks or gosh anything that you have lying around really just as an interesting way to challenge um challenge the challenge the body um as well so yeah I've I've just I've been enjoying just kind of I guess object play is the best way to describe it with my son and it's reminding me very much of crawling around with Jenga blocks during my yoga teacher training. I haven't incorporated that specifically in any of the classes that I've um, taught myself, even though that particular teacher always said, if there's something that you like that resonates with you, take it, use it. This is not mine to use. Um, and I guess in that sense, I'm sharing it here, you know, with you now as, as you know. Um, so that you can enjoy and, and learn from that mode of his teaching as well. Um, but I haven't incorporated it in my own classes yet just because I don't know. That was a fun that was a fun thing that I received. And I find sometimes there are some elements of yoga where I learn and I want to pass it on and I incorporate it in. And then there's other things that, as the yoga student, there's just such a joy in receiving. Um, another classic example. I am not comfortable assisting, um, doing physical assists. I uh, for me, um, I I could do a whole episode on it, but I I for me, it's problematic. Um, with the exception of assisting with inversions, you know, handstands, that kind of stuff. I think absolutely, it's okay to be uh, not just a little bit, but confidently hands on (laughs) in assisting someone. Um, Do I think that people need to be, you know, assisted in mountain pose? (laughs) Or no, I don't. I think you can cue that effectively. Um, And I, I feel very differently on this than even some of the people who did my own yoga teacher training who really talk about it with beauty and integrity and um you know all of that having been said there are a few teachers that i work with who are my teachers and again i love receiving the assists i do <laughs> is it contradictory yeah definitely um but that's what i mean when i say there are just a few things where i just i limit those to these are things that i enjoy to receive as the students um another one actually that i love I love chanting in yoga classes. I love it. I think there's something so powerful about engaging the vocal cords to relax a person. So if someone has chanting incorporated in their yoga class, um, I love it. For me, it, as a teacher, it's not authentic for me to teach it because that's, I don't know, it's it's not me. Um, it's one of those things that I love to receive. Um, but inauthentic for me to for me to teach let me know if you are a yoga teacher does that resonate with you are there some things that you love to receive when you are the student and when you are in class but that don't quite gel with your voice when you're offering it as a teacher does that make sense hmm um, I definitely have a whole host of things like that. Um, and then things that I offer as a teacher where, I don't know, would I want it as a student? I don't know. Is that normal? Is that weird? Um, I have a few things like that. But anyway, um, I will on the podcast share the tip about the Jenga blocks or really any small items that you can get your hands on. Um, if crystals are your thing or um, anything like that, that you could dot them around your yoga mat and just get creative. Um, just try not to <laughs> stand on them, <laughs> especially if you're trying to move quite dynamically and you're hopping around on the mat or um, there's forms of yoga as well where you imitate animals as well. So uh, I think we did that as an exercise once we had the Jenga blocks out and Um, our teacher would call out different animals, May I hope I'm recalling this right. And it would be, we'd be hopping like a frog or we'd be, um, you know, slinking around like a cat and just like thinking about different ways to move our body while avoiding these Jenga blocks on our mat. And it was, it was really, really fun and can be really playful. Um, I can imagine that if you are a teacher of children's yoga as well, for example, that that could be a cool, cool thing to incorporate or, um, just for a more, a more playful, a more playful session, I thought I would share. Like I said, short episode this week, um, and I am saved by the bell. My husband and my son have just come home. I have already had a little bit of something to eat for my dinner tonight. But my son is due his evening feed now. We got bath time to go. And before you know it, it will be time to go to bed. Oh. I really hope bed means bed tonight. And then we get a good night's sleep because last night was rough. Um, thanks as always for listening. And I'll see you when I see you. Hopefully see you on the mat soon.